Welcome to the Rhodes Church Podcast. We are so excited to connect with you. We hope that this podcast builds your faith and that you will be encouraged and inspired by this week's message. Hey, we're on our series called Holy Spirit, the Agent of Truth. So if you want to get your Bibles out, get your worship guides out. There's sermon notes there available for you. You can pull those out or you can get on the YouVersion Bible app and there's sermon notes available in the events section of that as well. But let's open up our Bibles this morning to John chapter 16. Woo! Just happy about the Bible. Excited about what God has to say into our hearts today. Are you ready to receive this morning? This is our last in the series of Holy Spirit Agent of Truth. This is our last installment, if you will. We're going to close this out. I'm going to start reading this morning in John chapter 16, just in verse 12. If you're ready, say amen. Amen. I still have many things to say to you, Jesus talking, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you for your word. Holy Spirit, I invite you to speak through me. I pray that every person here will hear your voice that you will bring revelation and understanding to this. Lord, I thank you that you are watching over this word to perform it and that you will confirm this word with signs following for the glory of Jesus. And it's in your name we pray. Everybody say amen. Amen. This is Jesus talking again. And we've been talking about how the Holy Spirit will use truth to teach us and develop us in all areas of our life. We talked about the elements of circumstance, who, what, when, where, why, and how. And how the Holy Spirit teaches us through that. Last week we started talking about the how. We're going to finish up talking about how today. So today we're going to talk about how does the Holy Spirit use truth to teach us or develop us in our relationship with God. So we're going to look at that in a little more detail today. In verse 12 he says, I still have many things to say to you. Many things to say to you. We're going to highlight this word things today. Jesus says here, I have many things to say. What things does he want to say? He says, many things I want to say to you, but you cannot receive them or bear them now. What things does Jesus say? We've got to remember this. When Jesus says anything, he said, I still have many things to say. When Jesus talks, we need to know, going back to verse 7, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. So whenever Jesus is saying things, those things are the truth. Again, just laying this foundation, it's important for us to say this, that in verse 12 when he says, I still have many things to say to you. Another way we could say that is I still have many truths to tell you. In other words, there's a lot of things that I want to tell you, and they are the truth. There are many truths that I want to say to you, but you can't bear them now. That word bear means to cognitively understand or receive. Like you can't grasp it. So Jesus is saying there's many truths that I want to tell you about, but you can't grasp them with your mind. You can't cognitively receive them. You can't accept them. I'd like to tell you, but he goes on to say, however, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. That word guide means to lead into learning, to to instruct or lead the way. So we put this together. There are truths in our lives that we cannot 
receive, accept, and cannot even be guided into without the Holy Spirit. They are truths. They are real. They're genuine. No doubt about them. But we cannot get them without the Holy Spirit. This is really important about what we're going to talk about today. There are truths in the world, and I'm not talking about just limited to the physical world. There are truths in the kingdom of God. There are truths about our lives that we cannot receive by natural means. We have to have the Holy Spirit. And this is what Jesus was saying. Hey, there's lots of stuff I want to tell you about yourself, about other people, about the kingdom of God. There are lots of truths I want to tell you, but you cannot rely on this bucket up here. You can't rely on your brain. You can't rely. There's some things your brain can handle. That's good. But you're going to have a cap. And your brain is not going to be able to comprehend it. But we got to realize that doesn't mean it's not true. Just because we can't receive it. So, There are many things I want to tell you. Look what it says. The Holy Spirit, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, speak, speak. (laughs) Keep going. It comes down a little bit. He will tell you things to come. Notice that word things again. Verse 14. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you all things. There's that word again. Keeps popping up. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. Let's summarize the scripture before we move on. Here's what's happening. Jesus is speaking. He said, there are many things that I would like to say to you, but you can't bear them. But the Holy Spirit will tell you things to come. To come means they're not yet. There are things not present. They're not here. They're not in my now moment. Things to come. So the Holy Spirit will tell you things to come. And then it says that all things that the Father has are mine, Jesus said. And so the Holy Spirit will take of those things and declare them to you. So Jesus has things that he wants to tell you. The Holy Spirit will tell you things to come. And he will also take of what is the Father's or Jesus's and he will declare them to you. So now let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Let's see what these things we're talking about. I'm going to give you three truths today about the things of God. Three truths about the things of God. First Corinthians chapter 2. Are you ready for them? Look at your neighbor and say, you don't look ready. <laughs> you need to get ready. Three things about the, three truths about the things of God. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 says, but as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard nor have entered into the heart of man the things, there it is again, the things which God has prepared for those who love him. In verse 9, we have the first truth, the first of the three truths. Number one, the first truth is God prepares things. Three truths about things of God. Number one is God prepares them. God prepares things. Eye hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard, nor entered into the heart of man. Here's what it's talking about. Eye hasn't seen, ear heart, nor ear heard. It's talking about the natural realm or the five senses. So there are things of God that we cannot receive with the five senses. What we see, smell, hear, taste, and touch. If we have to have it validated by our five senses, there are things we will miss. It's really important for us to get this. 
There are things in the natural world. Our, God gave us our five senses. It's not our five senses are evil. All he's saying is there are things that your five senses will miss, but they're still true. They're still real. Just because your five senses miss them, you don't miss them. So eye hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard, nor has entered into the heart of man. That's talking about comprehension or the ability to think about something. So he's telling us that there are things that God has prepared that our five senses won't get and our understanding won't get. In other words, our brain will tilt, but it doesn't mean it's not true. Our brain will say, there's no way. There's just no way. That's impossible. That can't happen. No way. But just because we don't think there's a way doesn't mean there isn't a way. Because God can make a way where there seems to be no way. We can say there's no way that will happen. And there may not be any way in the natural, but God is not limited to the natural. And he's telling us, listen, don't let your eyes, your ears, and your brain limit you to the things of God. Doesn't mean God doesn't use natural things. Doesn't mean God's against natural things. He just says, I don't want you to be limited to that because there are things that I've prepared for you that are not in the physical realm. Look at this word prepared. It means to make ready or equip in advance for a particular purpose. It's an active indicative verb, which just means to de- the state described is real and currently exists. So when it says, there are many things that God has prepared, that means those things are ready now. They exist. Even though eye hasn't seen them, ear hasn't heard them, nor has it entered into our understanding or our ability to comprehend them, that doesn't mean they are not prepared. Step number one, truth number one, God prepares things in advance. There are things prepared for us that we can't see yet. we got to get that truth in our heart. God is a preparer. Nothing catches God by surprise. God's never shocked about anything. We are shocked about all kinds of things. We are surprised about all kinds of things. God's never surprised. He's always prepared. Isaiah 46 says it this way, that he declares the end from the beginning. He's alpha and omega, the beginning and the end. He's already seen the whole picture. God is prepared for everything you're going to face in life. The other thing, the other truth I need to get, that if God's prepared, that means God has prepared me for what I'm going through now. He's prepared you. See, God never wakes up one day, or we, you know, we wake up, something happens. Sometimes we feel the obligation to let God know something that he doesn't know yet. We're like, you know, like this is going on, and we need to give him the 411 like he's been asleep or something. We're like, God! If you knew what was going on, you would do something. He's prepared. He never looks at our situation and goes, well, I'll be jiggered. I sure didn't see that one coming. Man, I don't know what we're going to do. I'll have to get back with you. I'm going to have to think about this with me and Jesus. and all. We'll have to get that. We've got to have a conference or a meeting up here. Here, Why do we have a southern accent every time we talk about God? But you know what I'm saying? They never, that's, it's just home. That's just how we talk. But see, God never does that. He's always prepared. Here's the truth that you and I need to settle in our heart. God's always prepared. And there are things prepared for us that we haven't seen yet. They're ready. They exist. It's not that someday he will do it. No, 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 no. We need to know right now it's prepared. 
Even if I can't see it yet, even if I can't hear it yet, even if I can't even figure out how, I just need to have this truth in my heart. God prepares things for me. There's prepared. Lord, I just thank you for preparing things. You're prepared. That's truth number one. Number two, we need to get this truth in our heart. Go down to verse 10. So we see that eye hasn't seen him, ear hasn't heard him, hasn't entered into our heart yet. The things which God has prepared, already ready. It's already there. It's already waiting for us, for those who love him. But, verse 10, but, but, but God has revealed them to us through his spirit. So there's things that I haven't seen here, hasn't heard, entered into our heart that God has prepared. But, but is another contrastive conjunction word. So, He's contrasting eye hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard, entering into the heart of man with revealing through the Spirit. So there are things that God has prepared for us, but eye hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard, hasn't entered our mind, but he reveals them to us through the Spirit. Here's the number two truth that we need about the things of God. The Holy Spirit reveals things. Number one, God prepares things, but the Holy Spirit reveals them. We need to know this about the Holy Spirit. This is why we need to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit because God says, There's thing, there are things that I want to show you and tell you, but I'm not going to let your eyes see them, your ears hear them, or your inner in your mind. The Holy Spirit's going to reveal it to you. We need the Holy Spirit to know about the things of God because he reveals them. Here's what we need to know about the word reveal. The word reveal means to take the cover off, to reveal or disclose or make known reveals through the Holy Spirit, through the Holy Spirit reveals. You know, we're getting more and more creative with this whole gender reveal thing. It's really cool. You know, people are getting more and more creative on how to reveal the gender of the baby. Whether it's blowing up something and blue smoke comes out or pink smoke comes out or, or you know, the balloons come out of a box or, you know, something flies overhead and drops this thing down on the ground and pff, it blows up in whatever color it is. What are all kinds of ways to do gender reveals. But how many knows this, that when the blue smoke shows up is not when it became a boy. It was already a boy. It's just when we knew about it. When you got the ultrasound going around there on the belly. I've seen this a few times. Looking, looking. You know, they're bashful. They got the all gel all there. Going around there trying to find it. Oh, right there. There we go. Look at there. When, you, when that ultrasound shows what the gender of your baby is, that's not when it became that gender. That's when it's revealed to you. So the Holy Spirit reveals truths to us. That's not the first time they existed. It's the first time we saw it. Here's number two truth we have to know about the things of God. Is the Holy Spirit will reveal things to us, but that's not when it first came about. That's just when I saw it. So how does that give me encouragement? Is there things that I don't know about, but I'm trusting the Holy Spirit will reveal them to me when I need to see them? That they're already there, I just haven't seen it yet. So now I'm not praying, God, when are you going to do something? I'm praying, Holy Spirit, reveal something. There's a big difference of me thinking, will he do it, than me praying, Holy Spirit, reveal it. Reveal it means it's already there, I just haven't seen the answer yet. I can get a whole lot more encouraged knowing the answer's there, I just haven't seen it yet. Well, what are you going to do? I'm not sure yet, but God's going to show me. What are you going to do? I don't know, but the Holy Spirit's going to reveal it. 
Well, well, what are you going to do about that? I don't know, but the Holy Spirit's going to reveal it. Why? Because he reveals things to me. That's the truth about the Holy Spirit. Look what he says. He goes on. How does he reveal them? Because the, the Holy Spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. So the Holy Spirit searches. That means he examines he learns things, the, the things of God that are not revealed through the sensory level, but through the spiritual level. The Holy Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. The Holy Spirit is an expert on the things of God. This is why we need to know the Holy Spirit, because he is an expert on everything that God does. Because he is God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So we, know, we need to know that he's a, re, he's a revealer. So he's going to reveal. Look at verse 11. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. We all deal with frustration, confusion, uncertainty. We all deal with it. I, I, I deal with it on the regular Dealing with a lot. Deal, so much leading up into, even expanding into this new building and another church and another community. When God starts speaking that, there's so much uncertainty, so much I didn't know about, something so much that I don't know how it's going to come about. I'm like, God, I don't know how. I don't know why. I don't know when. I don't, I don't know all of these things. But when I trust that the Holy Spirit is going to reveal these things to me, I keep following him. Here's what he wants to do. The Holy Spirit is not so much, how do I want to clarify this, Lord? He's showing me in my life that my things, I don't know what your things are, but I know what my things are. The things that I'm asking God about, that is not what's so important to him. What's so important to God is me. So God's not wanting to have a relationship with me just to solve my thing problems. He wants to have a relationship with me because he loves me. So he doesn't want you just to come to God for things. Like we come to God, I, okay, I'm going to start praying because, man, we're in a heap of trouble right now. Well, I got to start, I got to get serious. I got to get in church. We got to pray. I got this diagnosis or my kids are going crazy or I, I lost my job. Okay, I'm going to start praying. God doesn't mind when you come to him like that, but he's not interested in just solving your thing problem. He wants to develop you as a person. He wants to have relationship. So he's, he's wanting to reveal things to us, but he's not wanting to reveal things to us for the sake of the things. He's wanting to reveal things to us for the sake of the relationship. He's like, I don't, whatever the thing is, I don't care. I just want to talk to you. Well, God, I'm stressing out over this thing right here. He's like, I know, I know. Just talk to me. God, what am I going to do? I, this is awesome. He's just talking. Look, he poured out his heart. He wants to have a relationship with us. The problem is sometimes when we get the thing solved... Then we move on. You got me the answer I wanted? Thank you, God. I'll see you in a couple weeks. Oh, boy, we've got things turned around. Things are, I got a new job. That's awesome. Or, or got my, got, okay, well, she forgive me. And so the marriage is back together. That's awesome. All right, God, I'll talk to you later. And we wait till the next thing comes around. Before we come back to God, God doesn't want to solve our thing problem. He wants a relationship with us. Holy Spirit reveals the things of God. So that's number two truth. He reveals things. Look at the third truth is found in verse 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Number one, truth, God prepares things. Number two, truth, Holy Spirit reveals th truths. 
Number three, we receive things. We receive them. God prepares them. Holy Spirit reveals them, and we have to receive them. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit that comes from God so that we might know, so that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. How are we going to know what God has given us without the Holy Spirit? We've been given not the spirit of the world, but the spirit is from God that we might know what has been freely given. Reveal them. Reveal. So he's revealed, so now we have to receive them. The word receive means to take, grab, seize, or take hold of, to receive or accept for which the initiative rests on the giver, but the focus of attention on the transfer is upon the receiver. Here's something, I've said this many times, it's like a mantra for me, because it's one of the greatest truths I think about the kingdom of God and operating in the kingdom of God. We need to know that receiving from God is not passive. If I can help anybody, it's you grasp this truth. Receiving is not, God will zap me with it while I'm scrolling Instagram. While I'm sitting around playing video games or I'm sitting around uh, painting through Facebook or, or I'm sitting around Snapchatting or, or I'm sitting around playing golf. Well, you can't sit around and play golf, but whatever you're doing, I'm just trying to cover all bases. If when we're just watching TV, just overloading on Netflix or YouTube, I cannot receive the things of God. There is an active part of receiving what God wants me to have. It's not that he will hit me in the middle of my busy schedule. It's I have to pursue them and take them for myself. God prepares things for me. Absolutely, I cannot prepare anything for myself. God has to prepare them. I can't reveal them. The Holy Spirit has to do that. But I absolutely have a say-so in what I receive. Not like I have to determine what's given to me. I have to determine what I go for. It's like I don't determine what's put out on the smorgasbord at a restaurant. I don't know whether you like smorgasbords or not, but not everybody likes smorgasbords. That's another conversation. I'm not going to go there. But anyway, I don't determine what they put out. I just determine what I receive. God is the one who said, I've provided all these things, all the promises. I've laid it out like a smorgasbord for you. You determine what you want to eat. What are the things you need? Well, you've got to find something. Go get it. You've got to find one of the promises in here that will meet that need. What things are you needing this morning? He's saying you've got to be a receiver. We will not know the things that have been freely given to us by God without the Holy Spirit. These things we also speak, verse 13, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things to spiritual. Here's what happens. Our speech will be affected by what we receive. What we receive and what we speak will go hand in hand. Notice what he says. Now we've received, not the spirit of the world, so that we can know the things that have been freely given to us, these things we speak. What are we speaking? These things. These things. What things? The things that God has prepared. The things that the Holy Spirit has revealed. The things that eye hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard, and entered into our heart yet. Those are the things we speak. These things we speak. What are we speaking? The things we haven't seen yet. What are we speaking? The things we haven't heard yet. What are we speaking? The things that haven't even entered into my brain yet? Are you crazy? No, I'm just reading out of the Bible. Why does he say this? 
We teach which the Holy Spirit teaches. The Holy Spirit, for us to receive the things of God, we're going to have to allow the Holy Spirit to teach us a different level of wisdom. Because there is a natural wisdom that is God-given. Nothing wrong with that. But there is a higher wisdom that's bigger than natural wisdom. And that wisdom is what we have to speak from at times when our natural wisdom cannot connect with what God is wanting us to have. These are times when, uh, um, uh, let me read this next verse. (laughs) Because verse 14 says, but the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. Natural man doesn't do it. Natural man won't receive it. Why? Because natural man works off of natural circumstances. I don't know if you're like this. I'm bombarded. I'll keep this. I'm bombarded with feelings on the regular. And not all my feelings are good. You'd be amazed what feelings I'm dealing with. I was, I was doing, oh, that's way too transparent. Let's move on. No, okay. So, I'm in worship, this service, not like sometime years ago, this service, and just dealing with a lot of things, right? And I heard this voice run out the side door and go home. Just go home, get away. I'm like, Jesus, that's not you. That's not what you're saying to me. That's not what you're saying. So in that moment, I've got to choose natural or spiritual. I've not received the spirit of this world. I received the Holy Spirit so that I can receive the things that God has prepared for me. In those moments, we choose which one we're going to listen to. When that voice tells you you're this or you're that or you're not this or you're not that, in those moments, you and I, we have to decide who we're going to listen to. I don't know what things you're dealing with or what's going on. It could be something in your head. It could be something relationally, whatever. But he says the natural man is not going to receive the things of the Spirit of God for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. There are things that God has prepared for us and our natural self is going to go tilt. We're not going to get it. So stop waiting on our natural feelings to validate the promises of God. I'm talking to myself. Stop waiting on your own logic and reason to figure out what God promised you. If God promised it, then now I said the Holy Spirit can reveal it, but then we've got to receive it. My job as the receiver is to receive what I cannot see, receive what I cannot hear, receive what I cannot comprehend with my mind. That's the third truth, that I have to receive the things of God. We can say we need them all day long, and we can go to God and say, God, you know I need this thing. Why don't you do it? Why don't you do it? Why don't you do it? And the whole time he's saying, I've already prepared it. Why don't you receive it? Why I, I want it, I want it. I know I want it. <laughs> I want freedom sometimes. I, I'm a, so I'm like, God, I need breakthrough. I need breakthrough in my mind. This is what I'm saying. And God said, you already have it. And I'm like, I don't feel it. Doesn't matter what we feel. It matters what we believe. It matters what we believe. The strength of what you believe has to overcome what you battle. You're going to battle thoughts. You're going to battle feelings 
all the time. As long as we're in this natural world, we're going to be inundated with things in ourselves, things from the enemy, things from other people, all kinds of things. But what we believe has to be stronger than what we battle. We say, God, I just thank you. I receive breakthrough in Jesus' name. Instead of waiting to feel breakthrough, waiting to see when circumstances change, wait till I can see it, wait till ear can hear it, wait till I can figure it out. Nope, right here. Here's the progression. God has prepared things for those who love him. Has prepared. They're already ready. They're, they're waiting. He's already prepared for your situation. That thing you're going through right now, he's prepared for it. He's prepared for it. Not for just a part of it. He's got it all figured out. You're like, no, no, not this. Nobody knows what's going on. He does. Nobody can figure out what's going to happen. Man, we're all uncertain. I know, but he's not. Come on, you didn't know he's prepared. He's always prepared. My wife is an excellent preparer. If we're going to go on a trip, she is so gifted at preparing for the departure. Me, not so much. I'm not. I mean, she plans... She's got everything prepared. She's packed. She's got, she's got herself packed, kids packed, everything. The night before we're leaving, I'm like, I probably should throw something in the suitcase or something. <laughs> she's already got planned out. She's got snacks packed, toys packed, all this stuff. She's great at preparing. As great as she is, there's still things she's not ready for. God is never unprepared. I want to encourage somebody that whatever you're facing right now, God's prepared for it, even if you're not. And if he is prepared for it, then I need to take the assurance that the Holy Spirit will reveal to me the things that he has prepared for me. But here's what we got to do. Here's what's so hard. He's prepared it. I'm right here at the stage of eye hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard, hasn't entered into my mind. Right now is where I've got to receive it. I've got to receive it at this point. I can't wait till I see it. Oh, there it is. Thank you, God. No, right here, I've got to receive it by faith. And I've got to start declaring to God, Lord, I thank you that you've got all these things for me. You've prepared them for me. Lord, I thank you for that. I thank you you supply all my needs according to riches and glory. I thank you, Lord, that you're going to give me the wisdom to get through this situation. I thank you, Lord, that you have prepared me for this thing. You have prepared me for this thing. Nothing surprised you. So I just thank you and I praise you ahead of time for what you're going to reveal to me, even if I don't know it yet. I don't know how we're going to pay for this. I don't know how we're going to get through this. I don't know know how we're going to overcome. That's all right. You don't have to see it. You have to allow the Holy Spirit to reveal it. Reveal it is a process. Reveal it is we're going to get there. He's going to guide me into all truth. There are things right now that I'm like, God, will you just tell me? Just tell me how it's going to play out. Please. So absolutely. I've got them prepared for you. I'll reveal them to you. Like now? Not so much. Why? Does he not tell me everything because he longs for the relationship of me keep coming back to him? How about today, God? What's on your heart today? (gasps) Yeah, let's talk about today. I want to talk about next Wednesday. Let's just talk about today because I want you to come back tomorrow. I want to talk to you again tomorrow. And if I tell you everything through Wednesday, I won't see you till Wednesday. 
If I tell you how everything's going to play out, then you just come when you finally get to a place where you don't know something. When you finally get to a place you can't figure it out, all of a sudden, oh, God, please, please help me. He's like, I want every day. You just come to me. I'll reveal it to you more. This is why you don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow has to worry for itself. But just seek me every day, and I'll reveal today to you. I won't even reveal to you all the way through 3 o'clock. you got to wait till 10, 11, 12. Isn't he like that? But all, all of it's based on I want that constant relationship. Thank you for listening to this week's message. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to give, please visit us at theroads.church. To stay connected, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel to watch our latest sermons.